bravery is there in the way they play. And what about Peter O'Mahony? I just oh, thought a sensational performance. Yeah. Jack O'Donoghue and Hodnett, the three of them in the back row. The Red 78 with Alan Quinlan and Neil Briggs. Subscribe to the Rugby Channel on the OTB Sports app and turn on your notifications now. Naturally enough, the sports story, the Irish sports story and beyond this morning centres on one person. Fight of the year for sure. Madison Square Garden erupting over 19,000 there to watch an extraordinary finale. In the end, Katie Taylor got the decision against Amana Serrano and spoke afterwards to the media at large. You know, everyone was talking about going into this fight. It was the biggest fight in women's boxing history, but I think it actually exceeded everything that was, uh, that people were talking about this week. And um, yeah, just even walking out to the ring, uh, walking out to the ring today, just looking at the packed stadium. Um, unbelievable stuff. This is it was absolutely special, special moments. Uh, the best night of my career for for sure. I I, I wasn't uh, sure if anything could uh, could um, reach my Olympic gold medal moment, but tonight was absolutely the best moment of my career. There we are, Katie Taylor speaking in the aftermath of her points decision win against Amanda Serrano at Madison Square Garden in the early hours of this morning. Very happy to say we are joined by Ronan Mullen of the Off The Ball family who was at the fight and we have Eric Donovan as well who joins us on the line. Ronan, you can get the ball rolling. You were there. It looked on television to be an absolutely extraordinary atmosphere from the get-go, from the walkout. Yeah, for sure. And even before that, like the, the... The lead in for the last few days it certainly captured the imagination and transcended any sort of sporting play. And this was a, a pop culture event all through the week, given the, the glitz and glamour associated and those who were in attendance for fight week events and some of the the casting calls that the, the two combatants were doing through the week on like major American platforms. So you kind of got that sense early on. And then at the weigh-in on Friday, there was a huge turnout, like it would most fights would do well to draw the crowd that was there for the weigh-in alone. Nice Puerto Rican representation as well as the, the typical Irish following that Katie Taylor gets. But yesterday was just incredible. The the fight itself, the fact that it was able to match that pomp and circumstance and deliver it to that end was incredible. Sometimes it's you're a prisoner of the moment and you, you don't want to be given into recency bias, but it has to be up there as one of the best fights ever at Madison Square Garden. Certainly the best fight I've ever seen live and I'm not sure an Irish sports person like as much as we can we can give her all these credentials and plaudits for what she's done and if she's the best Irish sports person of all time but it's hard to imagine an Irish sports person has delivered so consistently at the top level and given such entertainment and fair to the extent that Katie Taylor has and and last night was just the total zenith of that. Eric Donovan joins us as well you're there Eric. Hi Joe. Let's talk about the first couple of rounds before we get to the fifth round where things got, well, very dangerous for Taylor. Two minutes of madness in some respects and somehow she survived it. But the first three, four rounds, were they akin to what you talked to me about during the week whereby Taylor boxed in the main very clever and outboxed Serrano and things were ticking along very nicely? Is that how you saw the opening rounds? Absolutely. And I'll get to that now in one second. But I just want to say 
it was a defining moment for women's boxing, a history-making fight, and my God, did it deliver. Like, my God, I'm still buzzing. I am actually still buzzing after that fight, and anybody that I'm speaking to or talking to is all the same, and I'm pretty sure there's plenty of shadow boxing going on across this country in every household in front of mirrors this morning and, and to right through the day and afternoon and, and all day. Um, it's just incredible, and we are so, so lucky to have Katie Taylor as as one of her own. What an absolute world class performance! Legendary fight, a classic fight. It just lived up to it. It, it surpassed expectations, and um, and it, it'll go down as a as a, as an all time classic. But you're right. Going back to the technical breakdown of the fight, I always anticipated the fight would go that way. Katie would come out of blocks, bamboozle. Serrano in the earlier rounds with her faster, superior hand speed and footwork, and she did. And she kind of found her distance as well, which was really good early on. And what I liked was she wasn't exerting too much energy to win the round. She was just banking them, Joe. And we spoke about that, you know, not to not to give too much of yourself to, to win a round. You know, she was very smart, cute, and she wasn't bouncing as much as she normally does. So they're for preserving energy. And of course, after three rounds, I turned to my wife, Laura, and I said, my God, she's boxing absolutely wonderful. This is incredible. And then in the fourth round, the tide began to change because Katie stood. And we said this, like, you know, we don't like to see her standing and getting into war because now you're fighting Serrano's fight and Katie just stood with her and like Katie she even mentioned it herself that she likes a tear up too often she's too fond of a tear up but um, once once Serrano started finding the target you know they, those punches going in they were hurtful they were painful and they really stunned Katie and knocked her completely off uh, knocked her game plan out, out, out of park so now suddenly Katie was just boxing and fighting on reserve on resilience on character on just your adrenaline and she was going toe to toe and my biggest fear was oh my god she's going to get she's going to get dropped she's going to go and, and but what a chin what courage what bravery she showed serious heart and bottle and navigated obviously she had to weather the storm four five six i gave those three rounds to serrano and but katie was still standing at the end of those three rounds which were serrano's best rounds in the fight and when Katie was still standing, came out for the seventh and had a brilliant seven round, I knew that broke Serrano's heart because Serrano hit Katie with everything, everything that she had in her locker. And Katie was still there. And they got back to her nice boxing. And I just knew that that, that just killed it. Just it killed Serrano's ambition. Yes. And Katie sailed on then. And, and, uh, and I thought she boxed convincingly for the rest of the fight. Um, I gave her the next three rounds and maybe the last round was probably even enough or something but I, I scored the fight by three rounds to Katie Taylor I thought it was absolutely incredible and the fact that she had to dig so deep in those earlier rounds makes this win and victory even all that more sweeter Yeah Ronan we can talk about this fight in three acts so we've described her Eric has very eloquently the opening rounds and Taylor boxing beautifully and then the second act very much owned by Serrano. Uh, you might describe that fifth round in particular because Taylor was hanging on for dear life. Yeah, and visibly wilting at a certain point, like a fighter that's so reliant on her adept footwork and like her feet were starting to fail her just given the shots that Serrano was landing. And it's something we would have flagged in the weeks prior, Joe, that 
Serrano just hits different. I know she's coming up two weight divisions technically to take the fight, but some people just have that imbued in Bill's power and like the way she was putting in those punches. Taylor probably knew what was coming. The left hand was she was uh, seeking Taylor out with that all night Serrano and equally those right hooks. And for, just for that fifth round, like Serrano had her GPS really clued in and, and couldn't really miss when she wanted to, to detonate. And yeah, as you said, you're kind of thinking and the, certainly the mood in the arena as everybody's on their feet was this was a, a signature moment for Serrano. She could close the show here. Mm. And equally to Eric's point, as much as, Katie was winning much deserved blood. It's in the press conference after that. How did you regroup from the fifth round? I think the psychological blow that Taylor dealt to Serrano by surviving that round and taking literally her best shot. I think that it was less the beginning of the end for Taylor, but more like a new beginning because she took over the second half of the fight. And as she so often does when it got to the championship rounds, she was the one who truly stood up, but like an enthralling an enthralling contest that toed and froed throughout. And sometimes when you're at those mid rounds, journalism kind of goes out the window, you're trying to score it objectively and, you know, like be very technically decisive in, in why you're given one round one way or the other. But it was such a swirl of, of combat through those middle rounds. Mm. It was just something to behold. Because Eric, I had your words from Wednesday's chat ringing in my ears during that fifth round when Serrano was unleashing punch after punch at Taylor. You said Serrano has concussive power and I just didn't think Taylor would be able to withstand that kind of punishment across that fifth round. It was all out of sold and she took every punch that Serrano had to throw at her. I would suspect Serrano across her 40 plus wins has never thrown that many punches at the head of an opponent and the opponent has managed to make it through to the next round. Absolutely dead on there, Joe. Like, uh, like th- there comes a part in every fight for every champion um, the legends of the past and all the great fights, Ali Fred. You think of it, just going way back, there comes a point in all of those fights where you have to dig down to the depths of your soul and find something, find answers, uh, because you're you're going to be asked those questions. Katie Taylor was asked those questions. Serrano has that concussive power. She has over 30 knockouts, 68, 69% knockout ratio going in. I know she's definitely like coming up to lightweight. She's not a massive lightweight, but still she packs a punch. Um, by gosh, Katie tucked them. And at one stage I was looking and I said, is Katie even there? Does she even know where she is at one stage? Cause she looked like she was really rattled and stunned, but came out after those three rounds in the seventh round and got her feet back under her and got her boxing skills back in place and started making Serrano miss again. And I just knew, I said, she has this because she's broke Serrano's heart. Her, Serrano has hit her with absolutely everything. And here's Katie now still there in the driving seat, making Serrano miss and, and catching her with clinical, fast, crisp shots. And I just said, She's, well, I think she's she's good now, you know. And mm. we got over that little scare. But that's what I, that's what I was saying about this fight. This fight will go down as a legendary fight because of those moments. A, a, a great fight. What what defines a great fight? A classical fight is a fight that has chapters, different chapters throughout. The, the, throughout this, a fight is like a story with different chapters, and Katie had to navigate her way through those chapters and and find the answers and come around and turn it all around. So it's just wonderful, absolutely incredible, and uh, to hear Eddie kind of just slip in or throw in the old 
cup <laughs> at the end. Wouldn't that be something special now? And I know I said that I'd love to see Katie go off into the sunset if she wins. But And I know that's terrible to say that to somebody that loves boxing and is on top of their game. But my biggest fear is, like, you know, that there will come a stage, no matter who you are, what you are, there'll always come a stage where somebody's going to come along and, mm. you know, you you every basically every every dog has his day. Mm. Um, but um, my biggest fear, like not many people, not many people can actually bow out of the sport of boxing at the very, very top. Not like there's so many had the chance to do that and not many get to do it. It's a very rare thing. And I think Katie Taylor deserves to do that. I wouldn't like to see her dethroned or, or you know, knocked out, let's say, or something mm. like that. And that's a very high possibility at the longer she stays in the sport. But when Eddie turned around and said, Crow Park, then I was like, oh, right. Now that's a different story. I would love to see Katie get that homecoming and maybe then just, you know, sail, sail off. Ronan, as Eric describes there, extraordinary on Katie Taylor's part to take the punishment in the fourth and the fifth and to a lesser extent the sixth and then to come out and regroup and uh, win the seventh narrowly, box really well in the eighth. In the ninth, there was a big Serrano left hook. There's a sense Katie won that one. And then in the tenth, we played the final exchanges there. Both fighters are visibly wilting. They can hardly stand. Katie Taylor's just throwing punches. There's no power in them because she just has no energy left. Serrano the same. It's just a final flurry and it's an extraordinary finish. And then we hear the bell and the DAZN commentator says, who's won the fight? I don't know. Is there any um, contention with the decision, Eric says, he's in no doubt Katie Taylor won the fight pretty well. I saw, for instance, Logan Paul, for what it's worth, afterwards saying he thought, you know, a draw minimum, but he thought that Serrano won the fight. Is the general consa- consensus that Taylor won and won uh, fairly convincingly? Yeah, well, <clears throat> excuse me. I personally had a 6-4 for Taylor and like that, get, essentially that just means another round for Serrano from another scorecard means it's a draw so like I can't uh, quibble with anybody who had it a draw nor can I like there was one card that had it for Serrano and depending on your style points and how you scored them you know you could make an argument that Serrano nicked it but from my point of view the cleaner and better work on a more consistent basis was coming from Taylor and as you said um, just a brilliant amalgam of will in those mid rounds but then skill as the th- to close it out because the eighth round was an absolute clinic for people who want to watch it back uh, she totally imposed her game plan on Serrano and was pot shotting, bobbing in and out of distance. And it was just a um, perfectly disciplined round. And Ross Enemy would have been delighted with that. I'm sure that's exactly what the blueprint was for the fight. Often fights have to take on a different hue because there's two of them in there and Serrano, absolute world-class operator in her own right. And that's almost it. Like you talk about those last 30 seconds, which are doing the rounds of social media and one of the upshots of social media is these like these stellar occasions in boxing can travel quite quickly and you can see the crossover after the fact as much as before the fact and this it's hard to it's hard to overstate what a, a hugely signature moment this was for boxing at large and any sporting event when it's got that sort of gravitas around it and the palpable pressure you know in the lead-in it's easy to be cautious in a fight like that and, you know, maybe box a bit more sensibly, quote unquote. And from both from both points of view, both Serrano and Taylor. But 
after a, a somewhat feel out first round, the first round by any metric was actually quite entertaining, but they just threw caution to the wind after that. And it was frenetic for, for the entire, for the entire fight. And, you know, it will go down as, as a modern classic and be remembered as such, I think. Mm. Eric, no doubts for you in Taylor. You said you had her by three rounds. Absolutely no doubts whatsoever. Look, you're hearing a lot of commentary on the fight and some people are just kind of, I, I just think ridiculously um, given wide cards, three, four rounds to Serrano. And I'm just, no way, not in a hoping that. What are you looking at? Like, seriously, I just think you have to land the shots. Like, boxing is about hitting and not getting hit. Now, I know there's another many different aspects of scoring a professional f- round. You talk about ring generalship, you talk about aggression, dominance, phys- all of that kind of stuff. But still it boils down to, are you landing punches? Are you landing your shots? Serrano wasn't like, la- outside the rounds four, five and six, which really had a lot of success. Outside of that, she was only landing sporadically, occasionally. But Katie was bam, 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 bam. Fast hands, movement, fast hands, movement. And she was making, um, and this is another scoring uh, uh, kind of element of, of a fight too, is making your opponent miss. I thought Katie was making Serrano miss and fall in a lot. Like, I've never seen Serrano miss the target so much in all of her career. You know, but that was due to the brilliant uh, handling of the distance in the fight between, you know, from Katie. I thought like, there was a few fights that Katie had over the last while where her performances dipped. I wouldn't say Katie's on the slide or anything like that because last night she was absolutely exceptional. But some of her performances were on, they dipped. You know, there was a bit of a slide in them. And maybe that's the opposition or whatever. But she rose to that occasion last night. And you could tell walking out that she knew that she was, you know, that she knew that she was the catalyst for this. What A very important person they did i love the music i love the choice of music the song i know i think it was a gospel song or something she walked out and she walked slowly and soaked it all up and she didn't rush to the ring and you could just tell that she was taking it all in i think even before she got to the ring she turned around did it almost like a 360 and just kind of just just soaked it all up and i just said she's really really composed and tuned in here like you know and and then yeah, just, man, it's incredible, amazing. But no no doubts with the score, none, none whatsoever. Ronan, straight away, Eddie Hearn was talking about a September rematch. Yeah, and it certainly whets the appetite. I can share those sort of concerns, maybe, like in the proceeding fights, uh, Taylor's display has possibly left a little bit, bit to be desired, but it would be, <clears throat> excuse me, impossible to get up for those fights in the way you could get up for you know, a generational contest like the one that happened last night. So as Eric said, she she rose to the occasion quite firmly and you'd like it was a grueling affair and, you know, both of them were sporting the winds of war in the press conference after the fact. So it, it will take a little bit of recharging the batteries and you probably are looking at a, a possible September date before we see Taylor, certainly. And, you know, possibly um, stars have aligned that like a, a homecoming fight is on the cards in a way that it wasn't a couple of weeks ago even and Crow Park I know the decks have been cleared from a GA point of view Joe there won't there would typically be big uh, signature GA occasions in September but it's actually a clear deck at the moment so like what better way for Taylor to to close out her career at the the very top level than a rematch there and Jake Paul and Amanda Serrano were both asked that 
in the press conference after after the fight and like we're basically volunteering the the trip to Dublin. So it would just be a sensational occasion. And you know, given the pattern of the fight last night, you'd very much expect a sequel to begin with round eleven and just like pick up where they left off. There was to their credit a huge like Puerto Rican contingent there last night. I don't know if they traveled to the same extent that the Irish did because I think a uh, matchroom were were telling us that like of, of the 19,000 tickets bought, half of them were bought from Ireland and the UK. So that just speaks to the the huge numbers that that went to New York, not to mention those already based here. So uh, she's just a phenomenon. Mm. Like, like th- this fight went head to head with another massive fight in Las Vegas. And the one, you look at all the boxing websites this morning, the one stealing all the headlines is Taylor Serrano, fight of the year contender, round of the year contender, and a lot, lots more besides. So this will be remembered for a long time. Yeah, so Jake Paul booed when he was speaking afterwards, uh, saying he thought he had a, a draw or a Serrano win. Uh, final one to you, Eric. Say it's uh, Crow Park in September. Based on what you saw last night, would you feel confident in Taylor getting it done again, or is this just too close to call? Um, no, I would. I'd actually even be more confident now. Um, I'd be more confident in the in the second meeting. Um, I think. Uh, I just think Katie Taylor is the far superior boxer. Obviously, I can't see Amanda, you know, Amanda put in a top-class performance as well. That's the best we've seen of Amanda Serrano. So, like, can she reach more standards? But she's going to have to, she's going to have to close the gap quicker. She'll probably jump on Katie Taylor a lot quicker. But, you know, doing that, you kind of waste energy as well. So, like, Serrano hadn't really got a whole lot left after four, five, and six because she offloaded heavy artillery in those rounds you know and she she really didn't have a lot coming down the stretch and Katie did and that was one area that we were really concerned about so um Katie's conditioning was absolutely exceptional phenomenal um and it's just I mean like even her spirit and her chin and everything like that they're things that you can't really teach you either have that or you don't mm. and she has it um so look, wonderful day for for Ireland, for Katie Taylor, for Team Taylor, and I just want to congratulate Katie. We're so proud of her. We're you know want to congratulate Brian Peters as well. Done a terrific job, Eddie Hearn, and all of the guys, her whole team, her family. Um, I saw a lovely picture of her mother, her sitting down in the dressing room after the incredible fight. You know, twenty thousand people nearly in in an arena, and she's sitting down having a moment with her mother, uh, Bridget, who you know has been just a rock beside her throughout her whole career and uh, an inspiring person in her life. And I just thought that was a lovely, lovely moment. But she's done it now, you know. I think she's reached the very heights. But um, she's when I said to you the last time, Joe, I don't think there's anything left for her to achieve in terms of belts and status or belts and records mm-hmm. and all of that kind of stuff. I, I'm, I stand by that because I wouldn't like to see Katie moving up through the weights or anything going to the next way. Trying to, no, that would be absolutely ridiculous. But one last thing I think she does deserve and the people of Ireland deserve it is a big homecoming and I think she would fill out Crow Park. Definitely. I just think there's absolutely no doubt in my mind that she would fill out Crow Park and that would be a very fitting uh, finale for our greatest ever athlete. Sure would. Gents, thanks so much for making time. Eric Donovan, thank you. And uh, Ronan Mullen, I suspect, in need of some sleep in New York. Thanks so much, fellas. Appreciate it. Cheers, lads. All the best.